the first of our candles lit today, the first week of Advent on the way, stories of old once more retold, as we gather to hear signs made clear. Jesus is coming, light shines in the darkness, stars in the night sky are leaving their mark. Hi, and welcome to our time of worship from St Ninian's Church in Stonehouse. I'm Stuart and I get to be the minister here. As always, if you find our time together helpful, then please like and share the video. And if you're watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast, then subscribe so you never miss a thing. There's more information about some upcoming events at the end, or visit our Facebook page or our website at saint-ninians-stonehouse.org.uk to find out all about everything that's happening. Today, I'm delighted to be joined in worship by Catherine and Lewis Epps. Catherine will lead our prayers later, but for now, let's listen as Lewis reads from Jeremiah and Luke for us. Today's reading is taken from Jeremiah chapter 33, verses 13 to 16. In the towns in the hill country, in the foothills, and in southern Judah, in the territory of Benjamin, in the villages around Jerusalem, and in the towns of Judah, shepherds will once again count their sheep. I, the Lord, have spoken. The Lord said, The time is coming when I will fulfil the promise that I made to the people of Israel and Judah. At the time I will choose a, as king a righteous descendant of David. That king will do what is right and just throughout the land. The people of Judah and, Jer- and of Jerusalem will be rescued and will live in safety. The city will be called the Lord our salvation. Today's reading is taken from Luke chapter 21 verses 25 to 36. There will be strange things happening to the sun, the moon and the stars. On earth whole countries will be in despair, afraid of the roar of the sea and the raging tides. People will faint from fear as they wait for what is coming over the whole earth, for the powers in space will be driven from their courses. Then the Son of Man will appear, coming in a cloud with great power and glory. When these things begin to happen, stand up and raise your heads, because your salvation is near. Then Jesus told them this parable. Think of the fig fig tree and all the other trees. When you see their leaves beginning to appear, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see these things happening, you will know that the kingdom of God is about to come. Remember that all these things will take place before the people now living have all died. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Be careful not to let yourselves become occupied with too much feasting and drinking and with the worries of this life, or that day may suddenly catch you like a trap, for it will come upon all people everywhere on earth. Be on watch and pray always that you will have the strength to go safely through all those things that will happen and to stand before the Son of Man. The twinkle of lights, candles lit, trees decorated, and stockings already hung, are a welcome distraction from the darkness falling around us. The light is fleeting, struggling to break through, the long cold nights that seem that seem to last forever. Advent is here. The long wait has begun. But, and this is really important, Advent isn't really about counting down to Christmas. Do you ever hear the reading and wonder, what on earth is that all about? I do, all the time. 
It's the first Sunday in Advent. People have already got their decorations down from the loft and Christmas trees are appearing. Today, we begin the four-week countdown to Christmas. So why are we reading about signs and the sun and the moon and the stars and distress among the nations and natural disasters? That's hardly comforting or even remotely joyful. That's not what we expect. So why are we reading this? Yes, the season of Advent is all about anticipation, but not anticipating what you probably think. Advent is the countdown to incarnation, to God slipping on skin and moving into the neighbourhood. And yes, that did happen at Christmas, but it will happen again. And that's what Advent anticipates. Advent is a time where we consider signs and wonders, but here and now signs, not looking back and sentimentalising the birth of a child 2,000 years ago. When we do that, when we bypass Advent and jump straight to Christmas, we completely miss the point of the whole thing. So let's take the time to journey through Advent and discover a rich season that has just as much, perhaps more, to teach us about faith and life than any other time of the year. We heard passages from Jeremiah the prophet who wrote these words of consolation to the Israelites living far from home in Babylon. The day is surely coming. Things will change for the better. This situation you find yourselves in, it won't last forever, I promise. We have all kinds of ways to express the same thing, sayings that bring us the same message of comfort. What's for you won't go by you. There's light at the end of the tunnel. The night is always darkest before the dawn. And they're mostly true. They come from hard experience. We know that some things have to get pretty bad before they get better. Often though our sayings are are passive, things just happen. We just have to wait for them to pass. And that's true of some things, but it's not true of everything. When things aren't going well, it can be easy to become overwhelmed. We can just pull down the shutters and pull up the duvet and try to block out the world. And that can be exactly the right thing to do. I love the story of Elijah who has had enough. He's exhausted and fleeing from a king who wants to kill him. He just lies down under a bush and gives up. I can't do this anymore. It's all too much. There are many ways that we could respond to Elijah. We could give him a pep talk. We could share times when we felt the same. We could even shout at him, get up, get on with it. But God does something else. God gives Elijah a drink of water and some bread and a long sleep. And then some more water and more bread and another sleep. Only when Elijah is physically ready does God suggest that Elijah continue his journey. And because he is restored, Elijah can go to the mountain. And when the earthquake comes, he can tell that God's not in the earthquake. And when the wind comes, he can see that God's not in the wind. And when the fire is raging, he knows that God is not in the flames. God's to be found in the silence. God was in the still small voice that we so often ignore or miss because we're just looking in the wrong place. Or we just don't take the time to be still and listen. Sometimes we can act to change our situation. But sometimes the action we need most is the thing we neglect first. Self-care. Yes, things might be bad, but they are unlikely to get better if we stop doing the things that keep us well in the first place. Quiet, rest, time to think are essential. But they slide down the list, especially at this time of the year. These are not normal times we find ourselves in. Passages like these can be hard to relate to when all is going well, but things have been pretty far from going well for a while now. We're living through one of the most challenging times the world has ever faced. We started off so well. We looked out for our neighbours and made sure that people were looked after. 
Random acts of kindness were common. Cakes appeared on the doorsteps and we called people to check in. Isn't it amazing how quickly some of that gets lost as we get sucked into what we've settled for as normality? There is indeed distress among the nations and people are fearful. Adding a global pandemic to the dire situation many people find themselves in has made many make some desperate choices. The very least we could do from our relative comfort and security is treat people looking for the same thing that we have with some dignity and humanity. Can you imagine how bad things would have to be to risk trusting gangs to take you and your children in a dinghy across the busiest shipping lane in the world in November? I'm fed up with the lies that we're told about people. These people are not illegal. They're not migrants. It's absolutely legal to seek asylum in any country that you want to. And when people make it here, they're given £35 a week to live on and not allowed to work until their asylum case is decided. If people do come here illegally, then they're deported. But first they're brought to a place just a few miles from here at Dungavel, where they're treated like prisoners. Families are separated and kept behind barbed wire fences for months, sometimes years. And that's happening less than 10 miles from here. Just five people have actually been deported this year. So when you read headlines of illegal migrants crossing the channel, perhaps we should begin by calling them people. Human beings, men, women and children just like us, running away from places like Syria and Afghanistan, Yemen, Libya and Iraq, where our military intervention has made their lives worse, not better. Seeing behind the events and issues is important. I'm not for a moment suggesting we get sucked down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories, but looking beyond the noise and fury helped Elijah to find the voice of God again. Looking beyond the current situation helped Jeremiah to provide words of hope. Not vague notions that things might get better sometime, but words of promise. Things will change. Look for the signs. For years the church in Scotland has stuck its head in the sand and failed to address the big issues it faces. We have way too many churches, and numbers have been falling for decades. Our response has been, well, a collective shrug of the shoulders and a quiet hope that we'll be the last ones who have to change. We've often forgotten who and what we're supposed to be. Our own comfort, our own preference has come first. The signs are there for all of us to see. When disasters happened, leaders often visit the affected areas to promise help. That's happened for many years. Kings would visit and promise assistance in their name and then they would return to see if that promise had been kept. We've been promised much by our king. Jesus gave us the keys to the kingdom and the instructions of how to bring it about. Advent is the recognition that he will return to ask what we've done with that gift. So what do we do about that as a church, as a community of believers? What are the things that keep us alert to what God is saying and doing? What keeps us well as a community and as individuals? And what are the things that we neglect first when the storms close in? How do we look for signs? And for that matter, signs of what exactly? Advent is about the coming of Christ again. Advent is about Christ breaking into our world and our lives here and now. The waiting we engage in through Advent is a pausing to allow ourselves to recognise once again that God is already here and that Christ will return, just as he promised. 
And when we're tired and stressed, we so often jump straight to anger and outrage. The first thing to go is quiet contemplation, consideration, thoughtfulness, care for others and ourselves. And that means we push God out of our minds and our hearts. The key to Advent is quiet contemplation. We call that prayer. A time to be still and listen, to become more aware, to sort through our thoughts and our concerns by naming them. Saying things out loud is helpful. It helps us to recognise what's real, what's a thought or a feeling. And when we do that, we can begin to sort things out. Our anxiety reduces and we can see a bit more clearly that those big things are important. They do need our attention and action. But when Luke says that when those strange and terrible things are happening, he also says the kingdom of God is near. But how can that be? It's true that when disaster strikes, people respond with kindness and compassion and love. We reach out to our neighbour, far and near, even when things are hard for us too. Advent is an alarm bell. It can't fix the crashing waves, but if the church can do anything, it can be a community of love, of holiness and of protection. Thinking of the future. Looking to tomorrow, will it get any better? Global pandemic, climate crisis, history shaping our lives, creating fear and uncertainty. Thinking of the present, looking to the here and now, and we're waiting. Waiting for what? The signs of coming out of troubled times, the light at the end of the tunnel, still uncertain, still seeking. Deep within our souls, we can't help wondering, is there hope in the waiting? Is there hope to come? Spending days searching for hope, surrounded by the silence and waiting, we do not have to be alone. We do not have to wonder endlessly. Our hope comes when we remember the one. Our hope comes when we seek the one. Our hope comes in the presence of the one. Lord God, you are the one. You are our hope. You are our hope and our waiting.
Let us pray. Advent God, bringing hope and expectation into a world crying out for justice, for honesty and for healing and restoration. We bring our prayers to you. Save us from short-term thinking and short-term planning that never takes into account the full ramifications of decisions, but rather is driven by what is popular in the moment, by what will get a positive newspaper headline. Help us to see the world with a different perspective, to see the signs around us and to read them well, to be honest with ourselves about what is happening and why, and to seek solutions and choices that bring long-term benefits for all. When the world is crying out to us, may we hear the groans that climate change stirs. May we hear the anguish of those whose homes and livelihoods, whose present and future, are threatened by the effects of climate change, and recommit ourselves to action. When words are cheap and real commitment is costly, May we hold our policy makers to account, ensuring that they share a vision that seeks the well-being of the planet and the place of all creatures upon it. In a time of darkness for many people, threatened by rising inflation, their costs going up even as their wages stagnate, where choices from scant resources have to be made day to day, feeding the children or heating the home, buying new clothes or paying the council tax. We pray for all those people and families who live with the stress this brings, unable to plan for the long term because today has more than enough worry. In the season of Advent hope, may we uphold all who strive to bring well-being to others, knowing that in doing so, they also bring well-being to themselves. Encourage us to be your kingdom workers, bringing hope and joy, compassion and care. All these things we pray in the words you taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. In the sun and moon and stars, we look for God. In the seasons and in the trees, we look for God. In the places where we live and work, we look for God. We look, and we long, and we hope. Go into that longing and waiting with hopefulness. Hope in the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, with us now and always.
Food Bank is open for donations every Sunday from 1pm until 2.30pm at the door of the church. Today, that's the 28th of November, our Christmas light switch on is at 4.30pm in the community garden. Our Advent Bible study starts on Monday from the 29th of November at 7.30pm on Zoom. Details of how to join are on the screen and on the website and our Facebook page. The Kirk Session meets in the Church Hall on Thursday the 2nd of December at 7pm. Santa is visiting us here at St Ninian's on Saturday the 4th of December, that's from 10am until 2pm in the Church Hall. Night Church is on Sunday the 5th of December from 7.30pm until 9pm. It's a quiet space in a busy world. Drop in for as long or as short a time as you like. A light in the darkness service where we make space to recognise that Christmas is difficult for many of us is on Sunday the 12th of October at 3pm. A version of this service will also be available online. 